Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. Thank you so much for being with us. We have a great, great episode. Uh, one of my personal favorites, we have Aaron of Gold Seal, who happens to make the very best small batch craft cannabis you've ever had indoor out of San Francisco. It's a very special story. Special for me because Aaron is a massive fan of this show. He watches every episode. He is a super fan, and I appreciate him for that. Uh, but you're going to learn a ton in this show. He is a scrapper. He is a founder, a fighter, an entrepreneur, and it is a true microcosm of California cannabis and how hard it can be. Uh, I loved it. I learned a ton. You're going to learn a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. I'm interested to see Let's do this, yeah. what people think it about it. I won't amazing. tell you it what it tested because yeah. I think that I don't care what it tested. Used. That's not that's not the best marker. You of know, anything. but and we don't have to go down this. You can go whatever road trail. you want, man. Um, but it's really a shame. Uh, a lot of things that we run in R and D here are weed that all of us who have been smoking for a long time and our connoisseurs know is good, mm -hmm. um, and yet. The primary question that we ask ourselves every time, and we don't know until it's all the way cured and dried, is what's it going to test at? Mm -hmm. Because it can it can have all the growth but see, characteristics I think that's that we're looking for. Far too important in this industry. It's not that big a deal. The testing is huge for safety reasons. I agree. But who cares how much THC is? Whether it's twenty four or twenty six and a half. Unfortunately, like, right now I the know. consumer has been trained to. But but you know why that is? Because the dispensaries have way too much fucking leverage, way too much power. And this is another reason you asked me if I would do retail. I would never do retail because I think that the future of cannabis retail is not strong, actually. I think we're going to have a period of time where it's going to be a lot of cash made and the people are going to figure out that you can order weed the same way you order everything else. Online, to your house. That's it. Sure. Do you think that people like line up at the distillery to buy Jack Daniels? No. It fucking comes. They have it all the time. You can trip it. That's a good point. But if there's a place you can go to smell it and look at it first yeah. and really look. identify it, especially on the flower side, that goes a long way for, for a lot of people. And it goes a long way for people like you. Sure. That's what we have to we have to start thinking bigger than that. Yes. We we there's are the new, we are the one percent. Really, we are the one percent, and today we make up eighty percent of revenue in California. But that's not going to be how it is in six years. It's just not. So that's how we have to start thinking about this: is this is us, but is this what everybody? You're going to have a market for what you do. But I'm saying, like the next seventy-five percent of consumers, what do they want? I don't think we know yet. That's the million-dollar question. Yeah. That's what everybody's asking. Trillion. The, the the new consumer. That said, I believe that on the flower end and in some of the other categories as well, that your palate matures. And in the same way that when you're a noob to wine, some two buck chuck from Trader Joe's is, is what it is, but the, the more that you engage with it, the more that you try different types of it, the more that you understand about it, you sort of mature into a, a different space where if you have the money, you'll start spending more money on it, you'll, you'll develop a palate, right? Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's a, a lot about just, just 
being prepared for, for the consumers to, to move down that trail yep. and, and come to you. And that's, that's what we've always envisioned for Gold Seal. Um, you know, we never intend to, to, to be at any type of scale as, like we're seeing in the market right now. But, you know, we want to be something that people are really happy to put next to a $25 bottle of wine at a dinner party, right? Mm -hmm. And we want our packaging and the product to be something that would fit in well there. Mm -hmm. um, and new consumers are going to come online. They're going to probably try vapes or something first if that's if they if they want to smoke but we all know that in time um those those only take you so far right uh, yeah and, that's and, the entry point that's it's the, the entry, entry point. point and and so yeah i mean we'll we'll certainly rely on the on the core demographic that's existed all this time for a while and, and you're right it is only one percent and we have to look at what the, the new consumer is going to want. But, um, but, but, sorry to cut you off. No. Very important for your brand in particular, as we've been talking about this morning, is that you are a San Francisco brand. So, well, maybe there's somebody in Sacramento growing indoor and their economics are about to fall out the bottom of. What I see what you have here is an experience. Like, I see it like I'm coming to Napa Valley or something, right? Like, San Francisco, if not the cultural center of cannabis, certainly is one of them. And First dispensary in the state, in the country. And, like, you are it. You guys are it. Gold Sale is it. You are San Francisco cannabis. That's going to be very valuable in the future. And I think it's going to be like coming here and taking the tour that you so graciously just gave us. It was so <laughs> wonderful. And, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be endless just over and over again. People are going to want to come to San Francisco. They're going to come to Bayview. That's where we are. And uh, uh, Okay, yeah. Bayview has not uh, historically been a, a tourist area. It but, will uh, be now. <laughs> Guess no, there's, what? There's, there's some really great microbreweries out here um, that, that we're excited to see. Think about what's going again. on in Mission Bay, man. Yeah. This whole area is going to be way different. I think so, you know, uh, and hopefully the city will let us do tours right now. Uh, that's, that's not something that we're allowed. But I'm to talking do. about, look, I know that as an operator, your problems lie in the next five days, five months, right? I'm talking about what does this place look like in 50 years? Well, it's going to have to be full of LEDs and have solar panels on the roof for sure. Well, that's a good uh, start. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And the new rooms that we're building out um, will have all LEDs. And I think that um, that's an undeniable element of the future. And the good news is uh, there are fixtures that are coming out now that, that can kind of be one-to-one -one replacements for the, for the standard fixtures that a lot of the craft growers use. Mm -hmm. um, you know, fixed fixtures high up above the canopy as opposed to two-tiered uh, setups. And um, people are getting good enough with them now. For a while, the LED product was um, good and it didn't yield as much. Then people figured out how to get yields, but the quality was still, um, you know, just a little bit of a lower grade. Um, now they're they're really starting to dial in, uh, and and the state is going to mandate that we transition to LED technology. And eventually, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, it'll be painful, but it's cool. Yeah, hopefully, it's rolled out. Properly. It won't be. And, uh, and, and, and so far, just the be state sure doesn't have a won't. very good track Just be sure that it won't. So just be sure it's that it's going to get all fucked up. operators a lot of money. But see, I think uh, that's who you are, man. We were talking about earlier. You're the dude that's surviving, that's making it work. Like, you are the cannabis industry. You know, for years and years, decades and decades, people talked about the founders, the whiz kids of technology in San Francisco. And I don't want to take anything away from them. 
But it's easy to stand up a technology company today. You get your fucking AWS, you get a designer, whatever. You, you got a cool idea. You get a guy like me, you can raise a bunch of money. That's it. That's the deal, right? Over and over again. Rinse and repeat. What you do is you figure out a thousand tiny little problems every day, and you're still fucking here. And just to be here means you're going to be Ghirardelli. You know, that's like where you're headed, that's generous. right? Uh, no, no, it's I, I not. It's hope. not generous. And, and I need my wife to listen to this too. Look, so there's, she hears there's that. a couple. There's a couple <laughs> yeah, others a, that are like this, a, and I know they're your friends too, that are yeah. in San Francisco and are doing this. And like, I, I really right, strongly believe in that. We're not the only San Francisco that. flower brand. There's some awesome ones. I went to. Everybody makes the wine comparisons, which is an okay comparison. I went to the Dole plant in Hawaii. Cool. Dole pineapple. Mm-hmm. It's like an amusement park. You can buy pineapple everything. There's a pineapple train. You can learn to cut pineapple. I mean, every, everything pineapple you can imagine. And I thought to myself, somebody's going to do this and weed really well. You know, hash or something. And it's, it's an experience. You know how much people pay for an experience? Like, it's, it's endless. Well said. And I think endless. Sonoma and Napa are going to... And, 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 and Mendocino and Humboldt, they're, they're going to be destinations for cannabis tourism uh, and you're going to be able to do a whole you know retreat or bed and breakfast uh with with cannabis themes and and people are working on that and it's going to come and it'll be cool um so you know, the cities will do the the kind of microbrewery thing or like the lowell's cafe right in la which is have, so have fun you checked it out of course i have yeah, yeah. Uh, i i can imagine that it's would be so a great place to fun. have meetings and record episodes right? yeah <laughs> So um, fun. Yeah, I think... I started I, having music meetings there. And it was really hard to get a table because it was mm-hmm. in the beginning. But I I knew Lowell's, you know? Right. But you're you. I mean, you know. small, small yeah. flex. <laughs> but anyway, and so I was, I was like having these music executives at the Lowell's Cafe for meeting because, you know, everybody's a rapper. Everybody's music smokes weed, obviously. And so go. they were just like so blown away that like it was the hardest reservation to get in L.A. Right, and uh, <laughs> I, I looked like such the man for like a couple months, and then lols fell out, and we don't have to talk about all yeah, that. Didn't, didn't, but yeah, didn't have a good press run. For a while. <laughs> uh, That's a good way to put it. Okay, so uh, the reason yeah, so San, I would, San Francisco will, will do things like that, and I think that um, the micro business license hasn't really been uh, utilized here mm-hmm. at all yet. There, there's, I mean, there's a couple people that have them, but they're just using them to maybe do some delivery or something. Um, Certainly, there will be a couple microbrewery-style places where you can go, you can look behind the glass, you can see the grow, you can yeah. buy the product that was grown there right at the front counter. You can probably go around the corner of the patio and hang out and smoke. Yeah. Um, that'll be cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's a while. That's coming. But that's yeah. coming. Yeah. I don't know when, but you know, sometime in our life... When we're old and rich, <laughs> well, the three uh, of us are going to be sitting around. San Jose has it, but it's not really but that that's experiential. San Jose, thing. bro. Uh, no three shade bros on down San in Jose, Santa Cruz. Bro. You can go, and they've got the, the plexiglass thing. There's a few of them, but yeah, it'll be very cool. But very, it'll be San very cool. Aside from that, though, to to be completely frank, it's very expensive to operate in San Francisco. And the, and, the, and the question for us is that's why it's so cool. You're still here, man. <laughs> it's like honestly, I know yeah. I said it three times, but I it's remarkable it was, because I've been in this shit as long as it's been here legally you know not medical but legally legally and the number of nice dudes that have come and went is just staggering i can't even remember them all it's been it's been really uh, unfortunate to watch what 
we call these extinction events, um, and and that's what the regulators what, call them. What the era are we? Are we like the Jurassic era? Oh, there, there's or? there's been a number of them. You know, with 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 just 2018 with permitting and and that process, there was this huge extinction event in which. I don't want to throw a crazy number out there, but 50, 60% of, of people who had been operating in the, in the medical space that were trying to do it at a commercial level, yeah. they, they, they became extinct. Just just getting licensed and permitted yep. and finding the right it's location and the disaster and, and all of that. So that was one. And then there have been uh, a couple more throughout the process when uh, you know provisional licenses first came online and there was another round uh, of licensing that had to happen. Um, certain SQL requirements and certain other things that have just that a lot of operators haven't been able to accomplish and, and in many cases through no fault of their own um, you, you you were in an old building and that's the only place that the city is allowing you to use and you find out that the the water source is actually coming from next door right or something crazy and, and to get that entitlement you got to spend two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars that the operator just doesn't have and that, yeah. that, that certainly happened to us with, with power upgrades and other things and we're, we're grateful to uh, still be here. Yeah, you're um, still here. You're still growing this amazing weed right. and doing us all a service, honestly. I see you guys as like a nonprofit. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that, that, that meshes pretty well with the profit that we bring in. Right Look, I know, too, I know too much about the company, but I'm just saying, like, I think what you do is rad from like a me perspective. <laughs> and that's really, you know, when when... Things are challenging, which is often, and uh, it's easy to get demoralized um, when people enjoy the product. And when I hear stories like, oh, the, the first time I tried it, or, uh, you know, wow, uh, oh my gosh, I mean, we have Legendary Lime out right now, and one of our retailers told us the other day, we sold out of that in two days, and somebody came in here and said, this weed changed my life. Um, you know, it's it, 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 it's gratifying, and, and that doesn't put money in the bank, um, but it, it it certainly helps with the with the, with the morale and, and, and helps you keep pushing through, and and gives you an idea that if if this is well received and people like it and people support it, then it's something that we should keep doing, uh, and we certainly intend to. Um, it's so the reason that I was backing into this experience about being in San Francisco is the recent Appalachian developments that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Explain that a little bit. And what does that mean for folks like you and people that, you know, are, have something to bain, gain from the sourcing question? Sure. Well, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in Appalachian. Uh... I'll pretend Please do. Yes. Go ahead, you, man. You, you, no, I know you, I'm putting you on the spot, but you gave a very informed answer. Sure. Earlier, so. uh, from what I understand, it's designed to really highlight the, uh, the, the tarwar and the, well, the, the things that make that region unique. Exactly. Right. The Stamp, water. Stamping the that region. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 how, and how it was grown and the fact that something that's grown there is going to be unique because of those inputs. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to bode really well, I think, for Humboldt County, Mendocino County, yes. Trinity County. This uh, is most Sonoma. commonly seen in the wine industry. Yeah, right? So when you go to Napa Valley, 
you're in Napa Valley, right? If you're in the Champagne region of France, right. you're in the Champagne region of France. And, it, and it's absolutely true that uh, product that's grown closer to the coasts in, in South Fork or in Honeydew up in Humboldt uh, is going to you know, have had that cooler climate and it is going to be unique and have different water and is going to be unique. And to be able to see those things highlighted is going to be great. Uh, mm-hmm. So Appalachian- Shout out to Honeydew Farms, by the way. Yeah. What up? I love 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. Uh, some amazing stuff coming out of, of, of that region. And, and Appalachian will certainly help them highlight that and really make it something that's sought after. It already is. But, you know, when the, when the federal lines come down, uh, that, that tarwar in Appalachian is that, going to yeah, like, a lot. When you can get anything you want from anywhere in terms of cannabis, you have to ask yourself what's important to, yourself, to you in in your cannabis. I know. I've asked myself this question many times, but I think the average consumer is now going to have to ask themselves, like, it's not about being available or price or potency. What do I like? You right. know? And I think that's a question that most cannabis consumers have never had the luxury to ask, right? Um, like, for example, I like this that we're smoking. It's great. Excellent. Uh, tell us about this. What, what are we having? Uh, this is ice cream cake crossed by Sunset Sherbert. Okay. Uh, something that we've been working on for a little while. We have very, very limited uh, R&D and breeding ability here. But um, we've been growing ice cream cake for a long time. Uh, Sunset Sherbert being you know, a San Francisco staple uh, is, is something that we really thought would be good to highlight. And so um, yeah, we've been working on this cross for... So good. Honestly, I'll take the whole bag. <laughs> uh, we just came up with a name for it. Uh, we actually, I can show you the board downstairs where we uh, brought the staff together and smoked. There's actually three different phenos of it. Um, we're trying to decide. Chemistry does that too. Yeah, it's great. It's so fun. It, it's, it's I think you sat in on one, right? Of a, yeah, a chemistry naming session. Everybody right? gets a bag, uh, and then we throw all these characteristics at the board. Uh, you know, we smoke each one. We take a little break in between. Mm-hmm. Um, try to get... Uh, How do you cleanse the palate from cannabis? You know, what's champagne. the amuse-bouche <laughs> for, for the tasting? These nice are the questions lovely. that we have to answer, by the way. Right. These are questions you have to answer, my friend. <laughs> I'm talking about a uh, high-end San Francisco experience. Well, you know? uh, canisseur. God bless yeah, them, yeah. Uh, and, and I Shout miss out. those events very much. Yeah, um, they used to do you know kind of palate cleansing between, and uh, you know they would start with a sativa, then they would do a CBD strain, and then they would do the indica at the end of the night, and, and theoretically the CBD kind of I know I've been things out right. I don't it's too it's too much for me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. by the end yeah. you've ingested a, a, a lot of cannabis. Cannoisseur, uh, it's a a dinner series of infused dinners. Not like the kind that we went to that was a disaster. I will not name any names. Hey, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hard to really do well. And Ryan and always just, a smaller just killed it. Yeah. And there would be non-infused stuff there as well. But, yeah, there would be, you know, appetizers, hors d'oeuvres, a main course, all infused. Like a Kiva chocolate fountain that you can... It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, but Six strawberries. overwhelming. Uh yeah, and, and, and they would... bars were like two fifty, right? Like the old days. Just, just cascading <laughs> yes, down. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, backing back into this, this small batch idea. Um, how do you feel about that word, by the way? 
small batch. How's that term for you? I think that it's accurate. Um, it might be a little overused, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's certainly accurate. And, and I think that, you know, that's always going to be a niche part of the market. Um, something that was handcrafted, that was small batch, that's artisan. Yes. Um, and those and are all good words. I think. Yeah, uh, they're all good words and they're, they're, they're on a lot of packaging out there. Um, and so, you know, finding ways to express all of those elements, um, maybe without overusing the terminology mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. certainly, certainly something we work on, but we use those words. I think they describe us well. Good. Um, and there's a craft consumer. Yes. Uh, there certainly is in the Bay Area. It's just and interesting enough, as we were talking about, the craft consumer in California is the main consumer today. That's a good statistic. Right? I mean, think about it. That's the way it is, right? Most of the cannabis revenue is like from stoners in California. <laughs> That's just the truth. I think it's like 20% of consumers make up 80% of the revenue in California, which right. makes sense, right? It's, it's stoners going and buying weed all the time. But what happens to the next 75 or 80% of people? They're going to start, which we've talked about many times off, off this show, offline. It's going to be like smoking Bud Light at some point, right? And there's nothing wrong with Bud Light or Coors Light. I, honestly, if someone wants to buy something, right at the beach. it deserves to exist. I'm an American. <laughs> if someone's willing to buy it, it deserves to exist. But I don't drink Coors Light. Fuck that. <laughs> so I don't want to smoke Coors Light either I'm not 17 I was in a fraternity I'm not anymore <laughs> how do we protect this experience this craft small batch artisan there's a lot of great words hipster words for it but how do, how do we protect this experience just keep buying the product just make sure folks like you are still here. <laughs> That's all we can ask. Yeah, and I mean, I think that retail prices held stable for top shelf for a long time. And when you account for, for the tax increase, it's not too far off from what it was five, six years ago. Um, and, it, and as long as that's something that Californians and the consumer are, are willing to, to continue to pay for a product like this, then we can certainly continue to produce it. And, see, and we can certainly commit to getting more efficient. Right, uh, getting and, better, and, getting and, cheaper. And bringing yeah. our cost down as, yeah. uh, as possible. And, and, and making more money. Absolutely, and that, that's hard to do for, for the craft side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prices have to stay somewhat stable to keep it craft. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I think this is where it gets interesting. If you want to, sure. I don't know whatever phase of cannabis industry we're in at this point, but this is where it starts to get interesting when you say, not only is the terroir or tarwar, I have no idea how to say that word. <laughs> um, it's French. We sound it, yeah. cool, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, not only the dirt and the soil and the environment and everything, but now also the techniques and also the consumer preferences. There's a reason that certain brands can exist in LA, San Francisco, Seattle, Manhattan, that cannot exist in Oklahoma City, right? And I think that's where we're headed also, which is, yes, we may have Coors Light in a lot of places, but seemingly and hopefully, we're gonna have the really good wheat in the really good places, like we've had with everything else. You know, if you want great beef, you gotta 
oh, where the good beef is. You know, if you want great seafood, I think it's going to be similar, man. And it's not just because of weather or environment or money or culture. It's everything. It's this combination that's going to make genetics California. Cal- to do genetics, with yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, it just seems that there are a lot of states out there that are trying to just basically copy what California has done. And they shouldn't be because California <laughs> screwed it all up. And now that I look at New York and New Jersey and I'm going to go try to put my foot in the ring over there, I'm sure it's going to be the same way. And uh, you just better be prepared for that. If you're, a, if you're a entrepreneur, as I like to say, <laughs> you better be prepared for this industry. And, and just make an app. Make an app. It's easier. I'm right. telling you. Make an app. Well, the question is... <laughs> what is the question? If and when it becomes federally legal... Are people going to want California product? And is that going to move across the Internationally country? legal. But when it becomes California legal, wine is famous everywhere. French right. wine is famous everywhere. Irish whiskey. You know, that's what we're talking about here, I think. I think so. Yeah. But if you could go stand up indoor or something very efficient in greenhouse over in New York and cut down on the cost to get to market. No. No, no, Would no. Makes sense. We figured out transportation really a long time ago, man. As long as we put down the governmental barriers, humans and entrepreneurs are great at getting stuff. We will be efficient. This is a global economy, man. Like, we don't need to have indoor grows in Manhattan, you know? It's cool that you're here. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like I said, your opportunity is having an experience here, you know? This is Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. You know, this is Giardelli. I, I'm serious. It, it, it will look that way someday. Well, you know, no one knows how this looks. This is audio, so. Oh, excellent. <laughs> as I look around. Oh, man. I think that's as good a place to start to wrap up as any. This cool. was really fun, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having us here today. Always Absolutely a pleasure, random. man. Come to L.A., come see me. We'll do it again. I would love that. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. See ya.